second beautiful. Hello, this is Kelly. And this is Camille. And you are listening to Bold, Black, and Beautiful. So welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in and happy first day of Black History Month. Woo woo. So this week's episode will continue to explore the concepts of Black love and look at how Black love is depicted in music. So we are going to start off by talking about the portrayals of Black love and music from back in the day and observe the ways in which they have changed over time. Then we will explore the different types of love represented in Black love, including friendships, self-love, and family love. And this episode will actually conclude the Black Love series. So I hope you enjoy. Yay. Thank you guys for rocking with us thus far. Um, But we ain't finished yet. And we've got a really great uh, discussion planned for today. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Black love in music, which is one of my favorite things ever. I love music. Uh, Everybody loves music. But this one is special and dear to my heart. So it's no surprise that the representations of Black love and music have changed drastically (laughs) since way back in the day. And our perceptions have definitely changed. So our perceptions of love have most definitely changed. And we know that art imitates life. But before we delve into the ways in which Black love in songs has transformed, let's just take a quick second. I was thinking we can kick things off by defining what a good love song is to us. So just talking about what, what are the things that make up a really good love song? So I'll start. (laughs) So I think that a good love song to me, you know, I'm a songwriter, so lyrics definitely make it up. That's how I usually lock into a song. And then if it's got a good melody, man, like sometimes it just takes you there. Obviously, you when you think love song, you think something like a ballad, right? (laughs) Something nice and slow, something with the groove to it. But I definitely think that the lyrics are it for me. What about you, Camille? I, on the other hand, I'm a sucker for a good ballad like give me some temptations with eddie (laughs) kendrick's doing one of their like infamous ballads like just my imagination (laughs) or just my imagination i'm sorry this this whole episode is gonna be me interrupting (laughs) look don't get me started (laughs) or like you know almost anything by whitney houston like I, I just love a good ballad. And lately I've been really into Stevie Wonder and listening mm. to some of his stuff. Man, he is like the, the baby maker, man. <laughs> Seriously. And it's just like, so looking at that from a musical perspective, like I've been trying to learn his songs on piano lately. Usually if I get a second, I'll just pull up the chords and try and do I'm just trying to be better at piano. But like his chord structures are so complex and he really just masters the way in which a piano can make you feel. Just like how it's different melodies and chords incite different feelings. And I guess that's what I mean by like melody because music speaks to you in that way. But anyway. Yeah, definitely. And then, and then also like Mariah Carey, that's my girl. Like one of my favorite songs, and I'll talk about this a little more later, but one of my favorite songs, which isn't exactly a love song per se, it's probably more of a breakup song, but it's called Forever. And that was like one of my first songs I can remember loving as like a little kid. And so like, and it's it's just an amazing mm-hmm. ballad. So much of her early music, man. Oh my gosh. And then Boys to Men. Mm. So we'll talk about them later. 
Yes, 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 yes. So in light of that, um, I guess now I want to talk about our personal history with music. So we're talking, we're getting to it a little bit. We're going to take it back to some of our first musical impressions as young people, you know, and throughout our lives. So first and foremost, like what, it, like the way in which we're introduced to anything are through our elders, right? So what are those songs that mom, dad, grandma, auntie used to listen to as they were cleaning the house? And those are the things that, you know, you sort of remember and take with you. And it's your early definitions of Black love and music. So what's that like yeah. for you? Yeah, I mean, my parents definitely with like, like I was saying, with the Temptations, you know, my dad really introduced me to the Temptations and a lot of the the groups from Motown. My mom was like really into Luther Vandross mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson. And so, you know, I definitely get that from her. But then there's also like Minnie Ripperton and Denise Williams mm-hmm. that my mom liked and you know, my aunts all really liked those musics. And I like I always was riding with with somebody in the car somewhere. And so I was always listening to stuff with my aunts on the radios and things that they like or their CDs. So I'm dating myself. But yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, we we listened to all of that. Earth, Wind and Fire, like yeah. all of my favorite songs, like probably didn't even come out before I hit puberty, like, like they were probably, they either came out before I was bored or like before I turned like 13 or so. So it's, it's really crazy that, but that music has always spoken to me. And like another favorite song of mine, you know, that I get from them is this compilation between the Temptations and Diana Ross and the Supremes. Um, And it's called, I'm going to make you love me. Oh my God. I was was going to say that. My freshman year of college, I was so into that song. So like, I'm going to make you love me. Oh my God. I love that song. I will. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. So, you know, those songs still stick with me to that, to this day, even though, you know, those songs were a big part of like me growing up and my childhood and adolescence and stuff, but they still stick with me and they probably... Like I see them a little differently now than I did before because I'm, you know, older, I'm an adult, I'm married. So, mm-hmm. you know, they they have they take on a new meaning now. Yeah. And I can kind of see where, you know, my parents were coming from like that. But I've just always kind of been an old soul. Mm-hmm. So like those songs just have always spoken to me because it's like they could say some of the craziest, wildest stuff without actually saying those words. Mm-hmm. You know, they they said it through the the beats they said it you know how they said the songs it was iconic yeah yeah like and the lyrics man these writers were amazing and like the melodies and everything like they really put work into it and these artists Mm -hmm. were really truly talented and you know I wish we valued that more today than we do like now today I feel like it's more focused on you know what's catchy and what's going to yeah. make you bop up and down and then those songs last for like two seconds and then yeah you know it's the next aren't memorable. thing right yeah. and they, they, not memorable. it's not and it's not that they're just not memorable it's like they are not they're not deep they don't hit you mm-hmm. in your soul and stick mm-hmm. with you and i think that's why that older music still sticks with me because you know it's so deep that's also why that older music is called soul music <laughs> you know that is where it got its name it's it's food for your soul so um, yeah. So just to speak a little bit about my background, um, I say this a lot, but I am from Southfield, which is right outside Detroit. 
So <laughs> I got a lot of pride. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up and I loved, 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 loved Motown music. It was present in almost every single family gathering. Um, it was something that we always listen to and things like that. And some of the aunties and uncles were always talking about. And like, that's because they were living in downtown Detroit and Hitsville, USA was like right around the corner from my mom's house. (laughs) So it was just integrated, integrated into the culture. And I think because of that, I mean, it kind of ignited the old soul in me. I, I also consider myself an old soul, but just like, if you ask me what road trip music is for me now, put on like a Motown, <laughs> this Motown's greatest hits, and I'll be jamming the whole entire way. I think as far as my parents are concerned, they, I loved it so much that they listened to, they were always listening to like some alternative artists and, um, or maybe like, I, I guess I'm thinking of like the Neo soul era and they were really just like all of them do that. Like, um, we listened to a lot of flowetry. Um, we listened to a lot of seal, um, remember my, you know, the song Kissed by a Rose, just like on repeat <laughs> in my dad, my dad's car. Also a lot of jazz. So I listened to a lot of jazz, particularly when I was doing chores around the house, I would listen to all the Billie Holiday CDs. So I, I knew this song, All of Me, by the time I was like 12, <laughs> wow. which is just like some really lofty stuff. But I think that's where I also get my influences as a singer and a songwriter. Love jazz, love the oldies of Motown. A lot of Stevie in particular, although I'm getting more appreciation for Stevie as I'm older. But, you know, way back in the day, it was the Supremes and it was, (laughs) you know, all the the doo-wop girl groups, Um, Smokey Robinson, all Mm -hmm. of that. So, yeah, that was what I was fed (laughs) (laughs) growing up. But I kind of want to talk now about, so we're talking about Black love and music. What was that song that first made you feel in love and it can be in relation to another person but just like or it can be love music but i'm i am speaking mm-hmm. sort of like romantic love puppy love whatever but it's that song that you listen to on repeat because you felt your heart was going to burst open <laughs> into a million pieces <laughs> there is so many songs that i've listened to on repeat like i drove them songs mm-hmm. into the ground we really should have my parents on the call <laughs> and be like uh what songs that Alice and Drive It to the Ground? Because like I would listen to them in my room like over and over and over and just sing them like a crazy person, and they would just be like, "You need to stop now." Um, <laughs> but like I said earlier, like one of my favorite songs, like the first favorite song that I can honestly remember was after the Little Mermaid was Mariah Carey's "Forever." <laughs> she did not reference the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. I wanted to be part of their world. Like tangent. Um, I recently, I'm just gonna say tangent. Um, recently rewatched that with my daughter, and I was just like, "Yo, part of your world is a beautiful song." It is like that song, legit. Like that song was my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everything about that song. Oh, I love that. It's song. a song full of ambition like, and hope. Yeah. Like, I want to be where the people are. Right. I want to see. I want to see them dancing. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to go on that later. Yes, but, yes, 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 yes. But, like, I legit, like, first, like, love song, which I said before wasn't really a love song, was Mariah Carey's Forever. Mm. And, like, the first lines of the lyrics is, like, those days of love are gone. Mm. Our time is through. Still I burn on and on all of my life. 
only for you. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. And I didn't appreciate this originally. I just loved how it sounded and I loved Mariah Carey. So, and then like later going back, I was just like, man. And like some of my favorite songs are these like, we can't be together songs or we still love each other, but we can't be together. Or, you know, like our love is through, but, you know, I'll still go on and on loving you. Like those are some of my favorite songs, which I do not understand because I've never been in a situation where I've had like some major heartbreak or breakup or whatever, like relationship wise. So I don't understand why these are my favorite songs, but like. I think because it shows the ability to endure and someone like fighting for you, you know, or just like the pining. I don't know. It's easy to capture that in music. Yeah. After we record this, I'm going to have to sing this song now that's on my mind. But um, <laughs> and then like the songs, I guess in my teenage years, you know, I was really into boys mm-hmm. to men and really liked them um, and followed them. So and again, they had these sad like love songs. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, end of the road, one sweet day with Mariah Carey. I was like, oh my god, you're killing me! <laughs> like together, <laughs> and so oh my god. Also, another one of my big favorites um, is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, which, again, a lot of people mistake this for a love song. And it's really not a love song. It's like a sad love song or, Mm -hmm. you know, a breakup song because, you know, basically she's saying we can't be together, but I will always love you. And I'm like, do people Mm -hmm. realize this? Because, like, some people, like, want to play these songs at their weddings and stuff. And I'm like no, that's not what you want. (laughs) So yeah, so I mean, those would definitely be some of my, you know, top three songs and genre, whatever. Like I can go for like almost any voice to men song, but yes, what about you, girl? So I'd have to say uh, Mariah Carey's in there for me too. Her song, My All, I remember I talk about the the CD player on the bus, man. It was summer camp on our field trips. And I would listen to that song on repeat, man. Oh, man, you went to summer camp? Huh? I said, oh, man, you went to summer camp? I went to summer camp. (laughs) But it was like the rec center, like the parks and rec department, you know, Mm -hmm. summer camp uh, for the community. And it was awesome. Um, so, <laughs> but we used to go on these field trips and I used to be on the bus and I used to be listening to Mariah Carey on repeat. So my all, and that was the first time I was just like, wow, you can feel that heavy for a person. And then you can express that through music. <laughs> like It was crazy. I think after that, growing up more into high school and I may be dating myself here, but the first oh, and by the way, my all was definitely one of them songs I played on repeat and you know, I'm not a singer like you, so I'm sure my parents were like, I wish she would stop. <laughs> I'm thinking of you in my sleepless solitude <sighs> tonight. If it's wrong to love you, then I don't want to be. Yes. I was like, oh, my sleepless solitude. She's very good yes. at writing like lyricists. Lazy, like I'm like a good lyricist is like just everything. She's a a lyricist. And she, uh, I know I was talking to my other friend who's a singer songwriter. She's like notorious for putting multi-syllabic words in her lyrics. So I'm like, that takes some talent. And Mariah Carey (laughs) is also famous for having them lines that you're like, I don't know what she's saying, but I'm just going to mumble through it. And then later on, you was like, that's what she was saying. Literally, man, that is, man. Um, But then there were also the things like, you know, B2K, Usher, all of that. But I also said... When I got to high school, 
I think that the song that really just like was like the theme for me, and this was more of like a self love song. So, uh, "Miseducation" of Lauren Hill. Mm. Um, really, those lyrics really drove it home for me. Um, particularly the chorus, but deep in my heart, the answer it wasn't me, and I made up my mind to define my own destiny. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it was very Buddhist, right, <laughs> at an early age. Well, she was, was very like, woke in general, so that makes sense. Yeah. Heck yes. Heck yes. So I think for me, it was just like early introductions to Buddhism. And, you know, that first in love song, in love song. I don't know. I I, I don't quite remember that, you know, throughout high school. I think I was, yeah, I, for some reason, Miseducation of Lauren Hill is the only one that's coming to mind. I also listened to a lot of obscure and weird things in high school. So it wasn't necessarily soul music. But to me, that's like, you know, Black black love or like doesn't have to just be encompassed in soul music. It's many different types of genre and things like that. If that's the case, I listened to Rufus Wainwright in uh, high school. And um, yeah, I just love the way that he plays piano. Tell us a little bit more about who that is, because I feel like a lot of people who, you know, aren't into music like that may not know who that is. So he is an American slash Canadian singer. That's what it says in his bio, right? Um, but he wrote a couple of albums, more than a couple, right? <laughs> My favorite one for him was Cigarettes and Chocolate Milk. So that was, I think, the title name, title track of the album. But I just love to listen to that album over and over and over again. And he did a lot of work with his sister as well. Um, and they sing together. And just like, he's a great piano player. <laughs> and he has his lyrics. I think his lyrics are what drove it home for me. Let's keep it moving. And I guess I want to talk about love songs today um, and talking about, so what is your favorite love song currently to listen to? And it gets you in the mood for love, you know, reignites that flame for love inside of you or uh, fuels that flame for love inside of you. And then how have these types of songs changed over time and how do they differ from the songs from your younger years? So I guess I can, well, no, you can go first, actually. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, Still, my favorite songs are like older songs, <laughs> like mm. most songs that came out before 2000. Like, mm. you know, I don't have a lot of songs in, you know, the last two decades that I can just readily think of. But I guess the most recent thing I've been listening to or songs I've been listening to is by John Legend, which is kind of crazy because when he first came out, I couldn't stand him. Like, I did not <laughs> like him at all, like, like him as a person, like his music. I don't even know why exactly, but I did not like him. And so, you know, then as time went on and I would listen more and more to his music. And I guess like 2012, 2013, all of me came out. I believe it was around that time because this is when I first met um, my now husband. And so that was one of the songs that we were like always listening to in the car, writing down like places, you know, we were going like drive on long trips, two hour trips and stuff. We would listen to that song. So I really, really like All of Me. And then I think one of my cousins got married in 2013. That was one of her wedding songs. And I was like, wow, what song is this? And I realized it was John Legend. I couldn't believe it. And so so ever since then, I've really been into John Legend music and really been a fan. And one of the songs I've been playing on repeat very uh, recently is a song that I think they actually played this song um, on This Is Us. And you know how much I love <laughs> This Is Us. I believe it's called... Get Camille started on This Is I Us. Know, <laughs> we, should, we should have a spin 
off like podcast just talking about this is us because that oh my god but anyway uh, <laughs> but yeah John Le- Legend um it's conversations in the dark oh my god the song is so beautiful like that's one of those people like he's a lyricist like his lyrics are amazing you know he really does a good job in that department and his voice is just so soulful and he has a lot of woke music too but it starts out uh talk let's have conversations in the dark world is sleeping i'm awake with you with you watch movies that we've both already seen i ain't even looking at the screen Mm -hmm. it's true i got my eyes on you and you say that you're not worth it you get hung up on your flaws well in my eyes you are perfect as you are oh my god cry please because you know how I am <laughs> and this like this like I can picture the, my, like beautiful. me and my husband in this song because like at night sometimes we have the deepest conversations we're just talking to each other we're just real we're just so open and honest and like and it's at nighttime mm-hmm. this is conversation and I'm like wow he personified this experience in this song, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. we'll just put on random movies in the background or whatever. And then we don't even end up watching them. Mm-hmm. We just like talk and hang out and fall asleep. And then, you know, also where he says you get hung up on your flaws. Well, in my eyes, you are perfect as you are. And I know I do this all the time. Like just you know, beat up my own self. Like I beat up my own self way more than anyone else can ever beat me up. And so, you know, and then my husband just always is like reassuring me, like, no, you know, to me, you're perfect. I'm like, wow, you know, and, and then I do the same thing for him because sometimes he doubts himself too. You know, it's not as frequently as me, <laughs> but, you know, and I tell him, you know, you're perfect for me. Like, that's mm-hmm. why we're together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the chorus of this, which I love, is I will never try to change you. I will always want the same you. Swear on everything I pray to that I won't break your heart. I'll be there when you get lonely. Keep the secrets that you told me. And your love is all you owe me. And I won't break your heart. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I fall into a bush. So I've definitely been playing this song on repeat. (laughs) So, So, yeah, that's like probably the newest song that I'm like really into. So I I have other stuff, but I'll let you go because I'm gonna I can talk. To you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. I mean, nowadays it's been hard to like sort of connect with with songs and music, but I guess I could name a few. I'd say her the song with I think it was uh, Bob Marley's son. Slow down, let me love you. I love that song. You hear it on the radio all the time. And then Distance by Emily King. Um, because it's taught, she's like one of my favorite artists in general. <laughs> but I love the lyrics. Um, it goes, hey, love, time to get up. I think you've been sleeping too long. My day started when you were still yawning. One room just ain't enough when it's two folks trying to get along. But it's hard to leave you alone. Love is always better when we take time to get back to who we are. So it's talking about that delicate balance between like love, self-love and love and in, in rapture with a partner. And I thought that she just like expressed that so beautifully because like you can love your partner as, as much as you love yourself. <laughs> like, and then your partner helps you to that place as well. Just like, you know, my husband, he helps me to that place and just reminds me of the ways in which I love myself. And I talk him up and remind him of the ways in which he loves himself. So 
and we do that together, right? Um, versus like, you know, clinging to each other. <laughs> it's like helping each other along and helping us both like win in life. So I feel like she captured that beautifully um, in that song. And I'd say, I like Gregory Porter. He's a jazz artist. I don't know if uh, you've heard of him. He's like, and if you haven't, <laughs> look him up. Like, <laughs> that's all I can say. I don't have any way of like describing him. His voice is just gold. My husband and I, and this Gregory Porter is an, a, a, an artist near and dear to my heart because it was so funny. Like Anthony and I met and then we both discovered we like Gregory Porter. And I'm just like, hmm, there must be something to this dude because he likes Gregory Porter. Oh yeah, that's what you know you have to run when y'all like the same, like like not as popular people. Yeah. 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 Like we both like Gregory Porter, and I'm just like, okay, his music taste is all right. <laughs> you know? And then um he was talking about one of his favorite songs, Painted on Canvas. And it goes, We are like children, we're painted on canvases, picking up shades as we go. We start out with gesso, brushed on by people we know. Watch my technique as I go. Step back and admire my view. Can I use the colors I choose? Do you do I have some say what you use? Can I get some greens and some blues? And he's talking about oh my god, like he's just talking about how life, uh, just like being painted throughout life and you creating the life that you want. That's how I interpret the song. And we listen. I swear, I want to walk down the aisle to that song <laughs> because we love it so much. And it's not even necessarily a love song. It's just like a song we both like really love together. And then another one that he wrote is called Real Good Hands. So it's talking about, it's, it's the perspective of a man talking to um, the father of the woman that he loves saying like, it, it goes, mama, don't you worry about your daughter or papa, don't you worry about your daughter because you're leaving her in real good hands. I'm a real good man. Now the picture of this man is slowly coming into view. Papa, don't you fret and don't forget that one day you was in my shoes. Somehow you paid your dues. Now you're the picture of a man that I someday want to be. It was just, it's, it was just so beautiful because you're thinking about like building together with another person and that respect that a young man has for the father of the woman that he's going to marry or wants to be with for the rest of his life and how he feels like he has to like prove to him, you know, but, you know, he's saying, don't worry, I got your daughter, you know, so another beautiful song. Um, but see, then again, besides her, <laughs> I named two very alternative artists <laughs> because I feel like, and this is coming to like, you know, the second part of our episode, these representations of love songs in present day have changed quite a bit. They've changed quite a bit. And I don't know if you want to comment on how they, how they've changed for you, Camille, since, you know, the way that these songs made you feel back in the day and like growing up and like, what is it that's different? And we can definitely like reference more songs as we go along. So this session is definitely not not closed, but I definitely want to like keep it moving and talk about what's the difference between mainstream love songs nowadays, or even just the perceptions of black love and music at present. So we are going to stop here and continue our discussion on black love through music in part two of this episode of bold, black and beautiful until next time, stay safe, be you and live life to the fullest. Bold, black, and beautiful. A culture and society podcast brought to you by Kelly Sloan and Camille Lucas.